If it's trending, Amber and Tanner are going to trend, 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 trend it out on Froggy 92.9. Healdsburg is getting an $11.8 million grant to pay for protected bike lanes and pedestrian improvements on Healdsburg Avenue. And you might be wondering, well, where is all this money coming from? It's coming directly from the Metropolitan Transportation Commission. So this commission will pay for the part of the construction of a series of improvements nearly Two miles of stretch uh, of Hillsburg Avenue. The project will cut the number of driving lanes on the road from five to three. Uh, with the bike lanes being 10 feet wide, construction is expected to start in 2026. So we've got a little while, but uh, yay for, you know, more environmental friendly areas and uh, people who love to bike to work and for fun. Yeah, and 10 feet, you got a lot of room to breathe right there. So yeah. that makes life easier for the cyclists, but it also makes life easier for the people driving as well. So they're not, you know, getting nervous about hitting anybody. Uh, yeah, that it's like my number one cause of anxiety. Yeah. Is it's like, I'm too close to this biker. <laughs> you know, I ride my bike from time to time and I get so nervous on the road. I'm like, someone's going to hit me. And I've had a few close calls, but thankfully nothing yet. Tickets to the Lakers game against the Oklahoma City Thunder tonight are selling for as much as 100000 because LeBron James is expected to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as the NBA's all-time leading scorer. The expensive seats are between the Lakers bench and the scores table, and those willing to sit across the court from the Lakers bench, they have to pay about $45,000, which the article I found says you only have to pay $45,000. Oh, yeah, that's it? That's a ton of money still. That's all you have to pay? <laughs> I'll just watch the game on ABC or ESPN. <laughs> that's pocket change, man. <laughs> yeah, just throw out $45,000 thousand dollars very casual um even though this is a giant accomplishment uh it would be a dream for any nba player it's not even really on lebron james's radar has this been stressful at all the chase no because it was never it was never a goal it was never a journey the stressful part for me is competing every single day to try to bring home the larry o'brien trophy and how you can trust the process along the way LeBron James has to score 36 points tonight to be the NBA's all-time leader in points. Well, people are still talking about Casey Musgrave's performance of Coal Miner's Daughter during the Loretta Lynn tribute at the Grammys. Well, a lot of things have changed since way back then. But there was something really special about the performance. Casey was actually playing Loretta's 1963 Epiphone guitar, and it's the one with Loretta's name spelled out on the fretboard. It's absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Casey posted her own set of pictures, and she wrote, Her 63 Epiphone was a dream to play. Thank you to her daughters for trusting me with this great moment of honor. She paved such a path, and I wouldn't have ever had the courage or place I have as a songwriter without her. Amber and Tanner in the morning. The Super Bowl is less than a week away. So people, of course, are talking about this again because they're getting ready for the big game on Sunday. They're getting all their, you know, booze together. (laughs) (laughs) It takes a whole week to prepare. Right. So people are asking, you know, should the Monday after the big game be a national holiday? You know, everyone's tired. Some people are hungover. And a million is millions of Americans call in sick anyway the Monday after the Super Bowl. So, yeah. so, so why not lean into it? Uh, studies have found it's one of the most unproductive days of the year. Oh, absolutely. And, and I am on board with You're the day board. after the Super Bowl being a day off a national holiday. I got to yeah. be honest with you, Amber. I would rather not work 
on the day after the Super Bowl than Thanksgiving Day. Because Thanksgiving Day, you can get through the day a little bit, you know, get home and cook. But Super Bowl Sunday, you know, I've never been able, been able to celebrate, I guess, the way I've wanted to celebrate. That's an interesting perspective. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people would be willing to give up Thanksgiving for day after Super Bowl Day. We need to have a better name for it. Yeah. Monday after Super Bowl hmm. Day. <laughs> Sit in bed and drink soup Monday. We'll work on that. <laughs> not my best name. Maybe that I just come call up it with. Super Bowl Day. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, how but about it's not on the Super Bowl? I don't know. <laughs> we could just call it Hangover Day. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> Football Hangover Day. Yeah. I These like are it. all bad names. <laughs> if anybody has any recommendations for names, send us a message on Facebook <laughs> or Instagram at Froggy929. <laughs> I you know, I'm not much of a huge sports fan like a football fan you know i like the university of georgia and watching them play football is really exciting uh but you know i don't feel tired or a certain type of way after the super bowl yeah. so i'm fine coming in but i think the rest of america would probably agree with you tanner yeah i think we should either have the day off or i would even propose to the nfl for them to move the super bowl to saturday why is it on Sunday? Well, it's kind of a tradition, you know, football Sunday with the NFL. It's been forever, and I highly doubt they'd ever move it to Saturday, but they have moved playoff games to Saturday. So, NFL, uh, if you're hearing this, please change things. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's hard to imagine the Super Bowl being on Saturday. Yeah. It's hard to imagine football not on Sunday. And for you, you're a huge college football fan, and your Georgia Bulldogs won the national championship. Wasn't the game on, like, a Tuesday? Yeah. What? It was really dumb. <laughs> What's the point? I suffered. <laughs> um, but we did take a poll because we were curious what Sonoma County thinks on our Instagram at Froggy929 asking, should the Monday after the big game be a national holiday? And the results, 74% said yes, it should be a national holiday. There you go. It's official. Wake up in the morning for the rouge to crow. Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9, Sonoma County's number one for today's country. Valentine's Day. A very unusual Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day. It's perfect. So all of a sudden we're spending Valentine's Day together. The right moment is Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, sweetheart. What is the best or worst gift you ever received on Valentine's Day? If you are scrambling for what to do next week, here are the top five things that women want for Valentine's Day. Okay. The thing on the top of the list, 23% uh, 23% of women want to receive jewelry. Next on the list, 28% of women want an experience on Valentine's Day. 31% want flowers. 34% of women want to receive chocolate. And 48% of women want to go to a nice dinner. So remember that one because more women want that than anything else, apparently. Yeah, this year on Valentine's Day, I... Because you were talking about experiences, you would rather have gifts like that, Amber, not necessarily for Valentine's Day, but in general. And I'm going to have an experience for my girlfriend this weekend for Valentine's Day, and I'm pretty dang excited about it. Are you going to share? Oh, is it a surprise? Uh, it is not a surprise because okay. I know, looking at the time, yeah, no way she's up right now. Uh, she keeps <laughs> talking to me about Mean Girls on Broadway, keeps coming up on commercials on our TV. Yeah. And she keeps talking about how she wants to go, so I'm going to surprise her with tickets Aww. on Saturday. Yeah. No, no way she's up right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Really excited because we haven't really done something like that in a long time. We need to go have more of those life experiences. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, gifts are great. And, you know, Valentine's Day can be the day for it. But 
you know, me personally, I'm like, don't don't give me chocolates. No. It's, it's just going to make my tummy hurt. <laughs> don't give me flowers. They're going to wilt. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Amber, have you? is there a, a, a Valentine's Day gift that has stuck out to you that's the best or possibly the worst Valentine's Day gift ever? Um... Yeah, one year Cole gave me nothing. Just kidding. No, seriously. <laughs> a lot of the times he doesn't get me anything because I tell him not to because like my birthday's today. It's a week right. before Valentine's Day. And personally, I'd rather people go all out for me on my birthday than Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's more about me. <laughs> I love that. So what about you? I remember I dated a girl a long time ago and she gave her mom the gift of having us do a makeover on her house. Uh, and she didn't ask me about what? it ahead of time. And so I spent the next month doing a bunch of yard work. <laughs> so it wasn't a gift for me. It was a gift to someone else. But I ended up paying the consequences for it. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. It's like, did you sign a contract? I didn't sign up for this. I didn't even know about it until it was happening. I was like, you didn't clear this? <laughs> Yeah. Before. Well, we I guess have, I'll grab my shovel. We gotta have these conversations first. <laughs> exactly. I don't know about this. Kendall from Santa Rosa, what was the worst Valentine's Day gift you have ever received? A vacuum. <laughs> I didn't want a vacuum. I said, I hope you know how to use this thing. <laughs> I use it. Yep. I do. <laughs> nice. I actually like it. It's gonna be a good day. With Amber and Tanner in the morning. I got some good friends. They only good time when they're awesome. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. What's the best advice you got from a stranger and it's stuck and you followed it and it worked out for you? Matthew McConaughey told Vanity Fair magazine that he agreed to star in How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days after meeting a fortune teller on Sunset Boulevard. So there's so this guy came up to him randomly and said, Hey man, I just I have to tell you something. And he was like, What's going on? And he said, There's a movie you're considering right now. It's a romantic comedy. You have to do this or it'll be one of the biggest regrets of your life. Whoa. He said it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna be an incredible experience. And it's gonna make you a bunch of money. And Matthew said that he remembers thinking, Did the studio send this guy? <laughs> but he accepted the offer the next day and it said that um he took it more seriously after that and how to lose how to lose a guy in 10 days is a romantic comedy classic he said all right all right all right time to do a (laughs) rom-com um so tanner have you ever encountered something like this or spoken to a stranger and they gave you some really good advice yeah i have i it's from when i was a kid i was probably like six or seven we're at some grocery store back in washington state and i remember that my mom asked me to do something like load the groceries in the cart or something and you know i was a kid back then and i was copping an attitude and i rolled my eyes and this elderly gentleman stopped what he was doing he said hey She's doing a lot right now. Make sure to always let people know that they're appreciated. Oh. And that just became a core childhood memory for me. And I always make sure to tell my mom that I appreciate her when we talk on the phone. I do that in my relationships. I would like to do it more in my friendships as well. Because I do appreciate a lot of the people that are around me. Oh, I know when we're kids, that's that's a normal reaction. But it, it's, it's, so, it's so good that someone did that for your mom. Saw that she was, you know doing her best yeah and he did it in such a nice way i mean my eyes look like a deer in headlights yeah. <laughs> um, but what about you well, amber see, ha- have you had a stranger give you any great advice no i i did witness uh this happen to a friend of mine we were in savannah georgia and uh there was a guy on the street he was you know making these like paper roses and selling them and my friend had just gotten into like a huge fight with her boyfriend 
but we were she was on the phone with him like in the place we were staying. Yeah. So there's no way anyone can know this, but she was still like really worn down about it. And we were passing by this guy and he grabbed her by the arm and he said, Hey, whatever you and your guy are going through, you're gonna work it out. Oh, I love that. And I was like, What is happening? How did he know? <laughs> and she's just like she said something like, Oh, that's God, that's the universe speaking through you right now. Like, how did you know that? And he just like stood there and talked to her about it. It's like you guys so are gonna work things out. Awesome. That people yeah. are able to do that. It's a little bit different than Matthew McConaughey thinking someone hired <laughs> from the studio I, hired, but yeah, this I is mean, a genuine response that seems so great. It seems pretty crazy. Uh, so, so who knows? Maybe our room was bugged, but <laughs> we did ask on Instagram at Amber and Tanner in the morning, what's the best advice you've received from a stranger? We got a lot of great messages. May from Novato said, back in 2016, my fiance and I were sitting in a cafe waiting for our drinks. We chatted up a man sitting next to us. I asked him the secret to his long marriage and he answered do not count on the other person to make you happy that is your job you make yourself happy and then you give yourself to your spouse oh that's great advice whoa i love that gotta think about that more jack from petaluma says one time a customer was being truly awful to me i went and followed her out the door to give her peace of my mind an older man who had been watching the whole interaction stopped me and said do you really want this to be the thing you cared about the most today and he said it took the wind right out of my sails Amber and Tanner on Froggy 92.9, the show that's much like a morning show, roughly speaking. It's wine o'clock somewhere, so pour yourself a glass. It's time to whine about it with Amber on Froggy 92.9. People are going to extremes right now to see Beyonce's Renaissance tour. If you're a fan, did you get your verified fan account set up yet it's a whole process to secure your beyonce tickets just ask any taylor swift fans out there and i know a lot of you did try to get taylor swift tickets uh well beyonce fans are literally begging to score tickets for her renaissance tour they're even making public pleas for money so the beehive is buzzing around the internet with fans creating gofundme pages asking anyone and everyone to throw some money their way We've got multiple crowdfunding accounts that have emerged with one amusingly pleading, just help, please. One fan is even willing to sell their kidney, and they wrote on this GoFundMe page, this is the only life experience I care about living before I die. I will get those front row tickets either way, but this way is safer than selling my kidney on the black market. (laughs) Um, Someone else posted, listen, I would love your financial support in sending me Beyonce World Tour 2023 tickets. I haven't missed a Beyonce concert yet, but I got bills, bills, bills. And, you know, raising money is just half the battle these days or trying to come up with money to see a concert. Uh, The other is, of course, securing a ticket. Uh, And with all this Ticketmaster drama, especially like I mentioned before with the whole Taylor Swift heiress tour, it's just been almost near impossible to even get to uh, the ticket page, the opportunity to actually purchase a ticket. And I will say I'm all for paying for the experience of a concert. Um, Music is a huge part of my life. But... We should not go into debt to see our favorite artists. That's just the fact of the matter. And it's truly sad that artists aren't working harder to make these experiences more accessible to their fans, especially their hardcore fans. And I know that Congress is working with Ticketmaster or trying to to stop, you know, ticket scalping and reselling, which can drive ticket prices up. But in the meantime, I want to ask you to please, please don't go into debt or beg for money to go to a concert. Your time will come. We can't always get what you want. I Financial freedom is way better 
than going into debt over a concert. Of course, you know, I'm not a massive Beyonce fan, uh, so I can't imagine what it might be like for you or if you're a massive Taylor Swift fan and, you know, this is all you want out of life. Uh, but tickets do go on sale in the U.S. this week for the tour's first pre-sale exclusive to Beyonce fan club members to get you know, underway. That's coming up uh, in just a few days. Uh, but I just want to say good luck if you're part of the Beehive on getting your Renaissance tour tickets. Got something to say? Call me up. You can get on the radio. Call Froggy 92.9 and tell Amber and Tanner in the morning right now. 636-1-HOP. 636-1467. This is Froggy 92.9. If you're thinking about Valentine's Day or the Super Bowl, you better stop now. Because there is a holiday in February that is much more important. February 7th is Amber Henderson Day. It's totally a national holiday. 32 years ago, Amber Henderson was born redhead with a Pop-Tart in her hand. 32 years later, she still has a Pop-Tart in her hand. This legendary gift to the world is a dog mom, a plant mom, a broken nail enthusiast. If she can make it one day without spilling her coffee, we will throw a parade in old downtown square in Santa Rosa. Today, we have signed a document Sonoma County has named February 7th as Amber Henderson Day. It's totally legit. Happy birthday, Amber. We all love you. birthday amber who was that like an ai thing or it was actually an impersonator for w- one of the top uh documentarians one of the narrators i forget his name but oh. it, well, it was actually a uh, a person that <laughs> that does impressions <laughs> of him so uh happy oh, birthday amber inc- <laughs> it's true it just wasn't you yeah hello <laughs> We all know how my British and Australian oh accents go. Thank you. Uh, but happy birthday. Um, I'm so excited for you. What, are you doing anything special for your birthday tonight? Maybe this weekend? Uh, so it's so, it's so silly. Uh, my fiance is making spaghetti for me. Yeah. It's He makes this really great uh, beef bolognese that I love so much. It's like my favorite thing on planet Earth. So I've asked him to come home early today and make it for me. <laughs> I love that so much. It's my only crest. And uh, this weekend we're going into the city. We're going to go see a band at the Fillmore. Nice. It's going to it's gonna be a fun time. And uh, Cole looked at me yesterday and he was like, you're turning 32. Yeah. And I was like, don't make that face. <laughs> I'm young at heart. Well, I wanted to let you know that I do have a birthday surprise in the works. It's not confirmed 100% yet, but I just want this to be on your radar. Okay. I have actually contacted the state of California. <laughs> regarding February 7th being a national holiday called Amber Henderson Day. And it will be approved by the end of the month for next year. So unfortunately, this year won't be Amber Henderson Day. I mean, there's like 50 million different holidays on this day, of course. But why not have Amber Henderson Day? Oh, my gosh. People are going to look. People are going to be like, who? (laughs) What? Why? And then they'll come to our show and they'll be like, oh, yeah, Amber's great. Oh, (laughs) I don't know. They might start thinking differently of me if they listen to our show. Thank you, Tanner. With Amber and Tanner. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. So Valentine's Day in Sonoma County can be fun and romantic if you really want it to be because, you know, here in Sonoma County, we've got a lot of great views. And more importantly, we got a lot of delicious places to eat. We do. It is so good. It's hard to mess up (laughs) Valentine's Day here in Sonoma County because everything's just so great. 
You know, someone told me recently about like wine country cuisine, which I didn't know that was a thing, but it hmm. is a thing. Really? Yeah, it's like um, using local ingredients and making it fancy. Basically. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I've been chowing down on Sonoma County cuisine for four years. Yeah. Didn't even know it. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, John Ash is, is someone more specifically who created wine country cuisine. Um, but Tanner, you know, Valentine's Day is coming up. I know you already have plans, but for someone out there that doesn't, could you recommend a restaurant or a fun place to go for Valentine's Day here in Sonoma County? Yeah. Valentine's Day really snuck up on me last year and <laughs> I had to book a very last minute reservation. And I found the place that was perfect for me and my relationship, and it might be for yours. Blue Ridge Kitchen, it's at the Barlow in Sebastopol. It's like good Southern cooking, just kind of fun, super filling, kind of bougie, but it won't break your wallet. <laughs> it's really delicious. Uh, that's one of the places I go when I'm, I'm craving food from back home. So and that and sweet teas. Yeah. Uh, so that's a great suggestion. Uh, so we did ask on Facebook, facebook.com slash Amber and Tanner in the morning, what restaurant in Sonoma County do you recommend for Valentine's Day? Josh from Katati said, you you can never go wrong with John Ash. Yes. Cole took me there one year. I think for my birthday, though. I still haven't been yet. That's I've pretty been meaning good. to. DD <laughs> uh, from Motor Park says, every year we get a heart-shaped pizza from Mountain Mike's Pizza, and we love it. Ooh, I want to do that. You can. They do it all February <laughs> long. Andrew from Healdsburg said, Walter Hansel Wine and Bistro. It's our favorite spot in Sonoma County. I like that place a lot. It's gonna be a good day With Amber and Tanner in the morning I got some good friends They only good time when They're awesome Today's country Froggy 92.9 Amber and Tanner in the morning present The Neighbor Dispute With Barry Martindale On Froggy 92.9 Today on The Neighbor Dispute We're gonna talk to Grace About her Amazon packages <laughs> Hello. Hi, is this Grace? Yes, this is she. Barry Martindale of Martindale and Johnson Attorney Services here. I'm calling you on behalf of a few neighbors in your neighborhood. Okay. You have too many Amazon packages coming into your door, and we are convinced that you have a shopping addiction. Excuse me? Yeah. Uh, also, uh, my clients are concerned and annoyed about all the Amazon trucks in the neighborhood due to this problem that you have. And who are your clients? That's none of your dang business at this time, and their privacy is my concern. Excuse me. It is my business. If somebody is calling an attorney to complain about something that is happening in my home... It is definitely my business. So here's what I can do for you, Grace, because you are a disgrace. Uh, we're going to try to limit your Amazon packages to three weeks. Um, no, you're not going to do anything. I work. I pay for what I want. And if that is an Amazon package, then that is none of their business. So you can just go back and tell them that they can mind their own business. How about that? So we're going to try to limit you to three a week and we'll continue to monitor and observe your packages no, like we have been the past six not, months. You will not monitor anything. Do you understand me? Well, we've already been monitoring. Lawyer. We've been monitoring you for six months. Are you kidding me? No. What is your name again? None what of your, your dang business. That's what my name is. Yes, it is. You're on the phone with me accusing me of doing something in my own home. So I need your name. I need your phone number. I need your boss's name because my attorneys are going to call you. I'm going to need you to calm down, okay, Grace? There's no reason no. why you have to verbally assault me. I'm not verbally insulting you. I am telling you facts. You need to give me your information, and I need the names of the people complaining. You've been Martindale. My name is actually Tanner from Amber and Tanner in the morning. You're on Froggy Night 2.9's Neighbor Dispute. Your husband set you up for this. My husband? Yes, absolutely. 
My husband called you to prank me. Yes. Why? Why? (laughs) Listen to Amber and Tanner in the morning every weekday at 7.55 for The Neighbor Dispute with Barry Martindale on Froggy 92.9. So do you follow proper gym etiquette? Have you encountered anyone at your gym? not following proper etiquette. So I've started working out again, so you're probably gonna hear a lot about that and my gym experiences. But I've been going to my apartment complex gym, and I have to say, there are some very strange people that go to apartment complex gyms. Yeah, I've Myself experienced included. it. <laughs> I don't go to the gym anymore, you can tell by looking at me, but I have seen the experience of apartment gyms. You know, it, including myself. So I've been going a lot lately, and I, there's regulars. And there's this one there's this one lady in my apartment complex gym. She doesn't wear headphones. So she gets on the treadmill. This is all she does every day. She gets on the treadmill and she puts her phone up on the treadmill and blasts like whatever show she's watching. Come on. Full blast. And then she'll get on the phone and she'll talk loudly on the phone to her friend. And I've kind of gotten used to her, but there's just some other people that definitely don't have gym etiquette in there. Like there was this guy there yesterday and I was on the elliptical he got on the treadmill next to me and he was changing his shoes and he had Crocs on and he threw his Crocs behind me so when I got off the elliptical I had to step on the Crocs (laughs) what is going on with the people at your apartment's gym are you not gonna move your Crocs (laughs) I mean it's just common decency right yeah, and you know, I walked in there the other day, and there were people working out in the gym with all the lights off. What? And I said, can, you, can I turn the lights on? And they were like, sure, I guess. I'm they, like, hey, you don't like seeing? They have glow sticks, and they start cracking them, and they're like, oh, I'm trying to throw a rave party while I'm trying to get my workout on. And those people that I'm talking about were in regular clothes. What? They're wearing like jeans and like flip-flops and like a hat. Weird. And, you know, I'm not really one to judge, but what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, gym etiquette is something that takes a lot of time at the gym to perfect. And maybe these people are beginning their fitness journey, don't really know what to do. But when it comes to throwing around Crocs, I mean, that kind of goes without saying. Yeah. The Crocs (laughs) was weird. Yeah. And the no headphones thing, like, come on, guys. You can buy a cheap pair of headphones. Like no one wants to hear your, you watching Succession on HBO. You know <laughs> that's like talking on speakerphone in Starbucks. <laughs> Just don't do that. So what have you witnessed? You said you witnessed some weird things at the apartment complex gym. Yeah. So one thing that I've noticed is typically when you go to a gym, there are white towels around to wipe down the gym equipment, and sometimes it even has a spray most of the time. Something I've noticed is that a lot of people don't clean up after themselves after they use specific equipment. Yeah. And I'm just like, come on. That's <laughs> gross like just take care of it don't make people clean up after you get nasty yeah i don't want to sit in your sweat yeah like i would appreciate it if i didn't have to do that there's no problem we're all getting sweaty (laughs) you don't have to be concerned about that but like just clean up after yourself exactly amber and tanner every morning mornings really good they're so funny froggy 92.9 what is your favorite guilty pleasure show? Here's Jordan Davis's. You watch the sun going down. That's what my world spins around. I don't know why here recently I've like gone back and started rewatching the Jersey Shore. Like, I really don't even like the show. But for some reason when it's on, I can't stop watching. Get crazy, get wild, let's party, get loud. 
Breaking news, Jordan Davis loves Jersey Shore. Uh, it's amazing. It's take, this news has taken over the, the nation. Forget the the balloon earlier this week. This is the biggest story you're ever going to hear about. <laughs> Jersey Shore was so revolutionary for its time. Everyone loved it. Everyone watched it. So maybe it's like a nostalgia thing for him. It's something he could turn on and yeah. not have to think about. And, you know, it's nothing that you have to seriously watch. You don't have to use your brain to watch Jersey Shore. Amber, you and I have been lucky enough to interview a lot of people on this show. I was the most nervous about interviewing Vinny from Jersey Shore in our first year here. I'm serious. It was like a huge show. That was so random. I remember Dana was like, why did you guys do that? That has nothing to do with anything. And I was like, I guess Tanner's just a really big fan. So we did it. We're talking about our favorite guilty pleasure shows. And my new favorite guilty pleasure show right now is sex in the city and i had that weird dude bias about the show before i watched an episode of it i was like that's for chicks man i'm not gonna watch sex in the city and it was on in my apartment one day and because my girlfriend cammy was watching it and i sat down you know watch an episode you know flip to two weeks later i'm like i hate big why is he so mean to carrie carrie deserves better dang it (laughs) and now I, i watch sex in the city nearly every night before i go to bed I know you'd come to work and tell me some things. And I'm like, oh, Tanner, you just wait. I think at one point you said you liked Big. You were like, I'm team Big. And I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> I'm definitely not right now. I'm in season three. Big's a jerk. Leave Carrie and Aiden alone, dang it. <laughs> so I'm fully invested. Uh, Amber, do you have a guilty pleasure show? Yes, absolutely. It's Selling Sunset on Netflix. It is this reality drama about selling real estate selling houses in LA and it's so funny it's so good I know it's fake but I'm just like tied to the drama of it all yeah and Cole started watching it with me and he got a little addicted he'll never admit it but he was like oh Christine is so crazy (laughs) yes it's funny how we watch these shows and we kind of gossip about them with our partners and other people that watch it it's just so fun Uh, on our Froggy Facebook page. We're talking about our favorite guilty pleasure shows, and here's what you said. Ashley from Ukiah says, my husband loves to watch The Bachelor with me. He promised me promised me to not tell his friends. Uh, Debbie from Runner Park said, I like watching The Circle on Netflix. I know it's trash TV, but I'm addicted. Catching the Catching the with these guys. You just make my morning. You guys are my morning pickup. Amber and Tanner every morning. Today's country, Froggy 92.9. Getting drunk on a plane. There's a story about this guy from New York. His name is Kingsley. He decided he was going to book his dream vacation to Sydney, Australia, but he accidentally bought a ticket to the small town of Sydney, Montana (laughs) instead. And he didn't realize it until his first flight landed in Billings, Montana. Uh, So we have a clip of Kingsley and the American Airlines employee that took time to help them. Her name is Carol. They're talking about this big mix up. I saw mounting top covered with white snow. At that point, I knew I was in trouble. It's a matter of acronyms, S-Y-D as opposed to S-D-Y. Somebody has to fix that. He was really funny. Kingsley came and he goes, I've got a problem. For Carol, it was not a paycheck. It was a human being she was dealing with. Montana didn't have kangaroos. It had Carol. And that was good enough for me. Oh, I love that man. 
Yeah, he just wanted. He was trying to find the cheapest flight. Yeah, is what it looked like, and, and he just didn't see the acronym correctly, I suppose. And anytime you're flying and you make a mistake, maybe not like this, but even a smaller mistake, your mind goes on fire and you're yeah. in panic mode. What about you? Is this something like this ever happened to you? Well, I uh, I recently booked a flight and I didn't realize until the afternoon later that I booked it the wrong week, and I was you know did it through Expedia, so I had to be with an Expedia representative and change the flight. Then I had to spend an extra hundred dollars to ensure I can secure this flight, and I've never done that before until recently, and I was panicked. Oh no! But thankfully, the problem's resolved. I mean, that reminds me, you're gonna be gone this week. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Peace out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, something, well, don't feel bad because something similar happened to me. I was also, well, kind of like Kingsley. I was looking for a cheap flight to New York when I was in college. My, you know, my friend moved up there and I really wanted to go see her. So, sorry. <laughs> I, lo- I, get, I lost breath there. But um, I booked a flight instead of, it was like February 19th to February 25th or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I accidentally booked February 19th to March 25th. Oh. And I was wondering why my flight was so cheap. And I was trying to check into my flight the next day and someone was like, "Uh, Amber, I'm looking at your ticket right now and don't panic, but your flight out is in March and not February. (laughs) And you were probably thinking to yourself, ooh, I got a good deal. I'm feeling great. I know. I was like, I gotta work. I can't stay here for another month. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but luckily, I, I called the airline and, and they fixed it. But the good news is that Kingsley is not throwing in the towel yet on his uh, dream trip to Sydney. It looks like he rebooked his trip to Australia in June. Amber and Tanner in the morning. If you're thinking about Valentine's Day or the Super Bowl, you better stop now. Because there is a holiday in February that is much more important. February 7th is Amber Henderson Day. It's totally a national holiday. 32 years ago, Amber Henderson was born redhead with a Pop-Tart in her hand. 32 years later, she still has a Pop-Tart in her hand. This legendary gift to the world is a dog mom, a plant mom, a broken nail enthusiast. (laughs) If she can make it one day without spilling her coffee, we will throw a parade in old downtown square in Santa Rosa. Today, we have signed a document. Sonoma County has named February 7th as Amber Henderson Day. It's totally legit. Happy birthday, Amber. We all love you. Happy birthday, Amber. Ooh, well, I haven't spilled my coffee yet this morning, but we're going to Starbucks after the show and uh, we'll see. We'll take my car. So if uh, it spills, it's in my <laughs> car, not yours. <laughs> my car's used to it. So today is February 7th, Amber's birthday. Woo. Right now on the show, we're going to test Amber's knowledge with how much she knows about her own birthday with the Amber's Very Tough nearly impossible birthday quiz. I got five questions for you, Amber, about the date of February 7th, and we're going to see how much you know about your birthday. Oh, no. (laughs) I I don't know. Is this fair? On my birthday, you're going to quiz me? Okay, let's try it. Here's headline number one, or excuse me, that's the wrong segment. Here's question number one. (laughs) Amber, you share a birthday with a cast member of That 70s Show. Can you guess which cast member? I can't. It's Ashton Ashton Kutcher. That is correct. He turns 45 today. Oh, I love Ashton. (laughs) Here is the second question for Amber's Very Tough. 
nearly impossible birthday quiz. On this date in 1804, John Deere, American tractor manufacturer, was born. Finish the Keith Urban lyric. John Deere, John Cougar, John... 316. That is correct. Question three. 1940 was the year when the second full-length animated Walt Disney film Pinocchio premiered on this day. Amber, what was the first full-length animated Disney film? Is it Snow White? That's correct. <gasps> Yay. 1937. Wow. You are currently crushing it on Amber's Very Tough, Nearly Impossible Birthday Quiz. Here's question four. You share a birthday with the legend Garth Brooks. How old does Garth turn today? Is it A, 55, B, 52, or C, 61? Man, this is tough. It's either 55 or 61. I'm going to go with 61. That's correct. Okay. And typically when you get all five out of five correct, I promise I'm going to buy you a coffee, but apparently Starbucks already has you covered today. Yeah, you get a free birthday drink on your birthday. I'll buy you a food (laughs) item. How about that? If you get this one correct. Okay. On this date in 1964, the Beatles began their first U.S. tour. Amber, can you name all four Beatles? Um, Yes, I think. Uh, John... Jacob Jingleheimer Smith. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> John Lennon, George Harrison, Ringo Starr, and Paul McCartney. That is correct. <laughs> Did I get them all? I you, thought that was only four. How many are there? There's four. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, man. Woo! Amber and Tanner in the morning. Froggy 92.9.